everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dad Not Daddy. A very special episode. Very special episode of a series of very special episodes. Yes. But before we talk about that, Justin, why don't you talk about how things are going? Yeah, man. Um, things are going well. So we're at week 39. The continuation <laughs> of the dog days of pregnancy, I guess. <laughs> we're, um, yeah. the nursery's done. Everything's done. Kid can come any day now. We're really, um, really excited for that to just be him up and out. You said you... You said earlier today you went out and got a you got a you got a what? Now? A changing table. So we had to get a changing table. We didn't have that. Typically, you know, people would have that probably well before um, they were expecting mm. the baby. But we wanted to live on the edge. You know, yeah. we also didn't know what we wanted because most changing tables. So this is TMI, but um, they're like mattress pads. But obviously, they can get spo- soiled. And I was like, I don't really want that. So we ended up going with like this rubber one, which is cool. It looks nice. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it feels good to have that done. Again, this kid can come any day. And yeah. pref- how's Allison feeling? Allison is feeling pregnant. Um, <laughs> at this point, you know, Mango is. We're going to da- we're going to weekly OBGYN appointments. So I'm driving her there. Just checking on everything, and we're progressing. It's just, you know, we're where we should be to the due date, I guess. These yeah. days, I think we'll see some we'll see some more changes. So trying to induce labor naturally as much as possible at this point. It's very, it's very exciting, very nerve-wracking. But, yeah, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I got my second vaccine shot today uh we already talked all about vaccine yeah <laughs> we'll steer away from that territory but uh yeah it's been all right so we've been putting uh a lot of work into uh some interviews over the past couple of weeks yeah uh, teased this out obviously kind of like we talked about last week sorry go ahead oh yeah no i was just saying we teased it out a few times but really excited to finally have these coming out yeah yeah we talked about it a bit last week and uh it's, you know, partly uh, to give Justin as much time as, as needed to, <laughs> you know, obviously take take whatever small part he may play in the pregnancy, uh, make sure he has time for that, but also to uh, kind of shift the subject uh, in a different direction. Uh, so just these are just folks that uh, we know personally who are dads and and have, you know, I mean, I've enjoyed every single one of these. We've gotten such interesting perspective. And today, oh, yeah. our first interview is actually from uh, Justin's brother, Andrew Austin. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it was a fun conversation to be able to kind of like talk to him about, you know, what he was feeling during those days of pregnancy we're not that far off. His kid's only a few months old, um, coming out in November. So, and I remember a lot of this stuff vividly happening, but it's cool to like hear his perspective and kind of get a, a little bit more of a deep dive. Yeah. Cause it, it sounded like there was some stuff that you guys had just not even really touched base on or talked about. Yeah. No, 
And, like, uh, there's things that I wish I would have asked him that we did talk about that I, I wanted to know, like, why he named his kid, what he named his kid. I don't want to give away too much from the interview, but I do want to know kind of what you're, uh, what you found most interesting, because we haven't really debriefed on it at all. Um, I mean, a lot of it. It's, well, like, you know, people who you're close to, and, and I've, always, I've always known Andy to be, like, a very introspective person while also being, you know, super fun and uh, kind of at <laughs> times kind of all over the place. And um, I think, you know, I got a lot of that out of this interview. Uh, but one thing that the one thing that rings true for each one of these discussions that we've had is just like the level of insightfulness that um, these guys have and are sharing is just, you know, I, I didn't have any expectations going in, and it's just been really awesome to see kind of unique, but also this this very kind of universal yeah. um, sort of insightfulness from all of them. And, and um, Andy was the first one that we did, so I was really stoked about that. And then was just I just continued to be surprised for each one of them after that. Yeah. Um, for people who don't really know yeah. about what the format's going to be, so it's going to... I'm more interviewing a lot of these dads about their experiences and then what being a dad is like now. Willie and I kind of share those responsibilities, but I think it's been a fun kind of change of pace for me to be the one grilling other people versus getting grilled and saying off the cuff answers to, you know, controversial topics to say the least. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to have somebody else answering the questions for once because I've gotten pretty sick of fucking talking to you about it. Yeah, um, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll, you know, hey, hey, it's all good. Uh, okay, well, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, sign off and and uh, lead into our little interview here? I guess my only thing is, you know, what I've really appreciated about each of these interviews is just how open everyone has been about their experiences i wasn't expecting that and i wasn't really expecting to get the insightfulness that you that you're saying you know you make a good point about andrews that he is introspective doesn't always come off that way because he's a pretty uh, jovial guy he likes to joke around and he did make a pretty dramatic change in his life in the past few years uh so you know it's good to see all these things turning out and He's doing very well. I'm very happy for him. I wish we were clo- closer in distance, um, but it's nice to have this experience. So hopefully everyone enjoys listening to the conversation, hearing about what's going on with him. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I think the thing that I like, you know, particularly most about it is, is that we're not out here with an agenda. We're not trying to find celebrities to talk to or anything like that we don't want some special take on any of this shit we just want something really genuine from people that we know and they have not disappointed yet and before we just record a whole podcast introducing this interview (laughs) uh (laughs) let's go ahead and um yeah so this is gonna be how things kind of work from from now until you know we pick it back up whatever that looks like i mean as justin said they're they're entering you know very much so the final kind of countdown so uh yeah uh, we'll we'll record these little intros let justin update us and we'll go from yeah, there yeah it's great appreciate everyone listening um hope you enjoy the interviews let us know your thoughts make sure to tell people about it and um talk soon yeah thank you everyone enjoy
Okay, so welcome to our first interview. Uh, here we are. Interviewees, state your name. Uh, my name is Andy, uh, Andrew Austin, for those who don't know me that are listening. <laughs> if, you're not into, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Andy, who are you? Uh, I am Justin's brother, um, friend of Bill's as well. Known you guys both for, well, Bill for a long time. Um, I am a first-time dad as of three months ago. My wife and I live out here in uh, Northern Virginia. We just had our, our first daughter um, in November, and we're kind of just going through the, the thick of it, you know, um, figuring out parenting. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. First time, long time. First time, long time. You know, probably <laughs> one of the oldest listeners being a few weeks in. So appreciate you. Uh, yeah. So I guess the first question that we have is when did you find out you were going to be a dad? So I found out. Uh, so that would be March of 2020. Um, kind of, it was really, really interesting time. It was like right when coronavirus kind of... What do you mean? (laughs) 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 Apparently there's a, there's a pandemic going on. Um, but yeah, it was like right when I guess coronavirus became a a thing for us, you know, it was kind of a, yeah, kind of off in a distant land, you know, in the, the beginning of last year, but it was crazy because you know, coronavirus became a very, very real thing and kind of started affecting us um, as far as, you know, kind of like trips that we had planned and, and work for um, my wife, mm-hmm. Sam, and I. Um, and then, you know, kind of, I, was, I remember I was just sitting at home, um, just got back from work and was getting ready to make dinner. And then Sam came home uh, for whatever reason a little bit early and she had like a, a this box <laughs> that was like wrapped and had a ribbon on it. Like, what the hell is this? And oh, I opened it up, and it was uh, it was a pregnancy test, and I was like, "You gotta be shitting me!" I was like, "That's crazy!" Wait, I was so like, you didn't? Away. So you didn't know that she was late before she gave you the pregnancy test? No, nope. I didn't didn't know. I didn't wow. even know that she was like it. So we, I mean, we had a lot going on because we were. We just gotten engaged, um, like like five yeah five months before that October and yeah yeah oh yeah I guess yeah about about five months before that um, and then I had a bunch of other stuff going on so we were like okay we're trying to figure out um, you know where a wedding venue is going to be what we're going to do um, mm-hmm. you know uh, also looking at that time we were looking to you know get a house and we had all these things kind of planned you know it's like okay well. Um, first, you know, we get engaged. Okay, well then, yeah, we're going to plan the wedding, and then, yeah, well, then we're going to get a house, and then we're going to have kids, and you know, that's that's the natural order of things. And then <laughs> <laughs> one totally. day in March, she just springs this on me, and we're <laughs> just like, oh, well, I guess our plans are kind of kaput, but that's that's kind of just like how life goes, you know. So um, it was hilarious. I remember I just started cracking up, and I think it was like so she was so she found out. You know, kind of at work, um, she was talking to her friend uh-huh. saying, um, you know, I'm late and, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit too early. And her friends were really excited. She's talking one of her best friends um, has a kid and she's like, no, I'll take you. Let's go get the test right now. 
and she's like all on board. Wow. And, yeah, so her friend, um, Laura was the one who took her and she'll, um, she was just so excited. She's like wanted to be, of course, she was like the one that kind of like helped her out in the beginning, you know, as far as like mentally, like, oh my God, what the hell do I do? And her excitement definitely helped her out. Um, but it was great because, you know, she had, you know, other people there and they're like, share the excitement. It was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is, it's not so much nervous as, you know, let's be excited about this. Um, and she was very nervous right. to tell me. And uh, when she, you know, gave me the, <laughs> <laughs> the box and, you know, I opened up, my, my initial reaction was, what's in the yeah, box? What's, what's in the, in the box? box? Which is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, but then I, then I opened you? it up and I saw it and it's like, my initial reaction was just, I just started busting up laughing. Like I was cracking up. And totally. I, and that definitely helped her, you know, like, cause I'm sure she was so stressed, nervous. Like, what is Andrew going to think? And like, I just started laughing just because like I said, you know, we have, you know, this, this planned, like a natural order of things of like how, you know, we're going to, you know, start our life. And it's just, you know, having a baby like completely just throws a wrench and all that, but more excited than like, obviously I wasn't upset. It was just hilarious how everything played out but yeah i mean that's that's great the just sheer shock of it made you burst out into laughing tears maybe but um since it's fresh in your memory i kind of want to talk about more about the pregnancy but mm -hmm. you've got other questions about being a dad but i wanted to say like talk through some of the milestones so bill was pretty interested to find out and that we talk in certain weeks so you know in that first trimester the second trimester you know when did you start telling people any real like i guess i would call those the milestones of the pregnancy certainly yeah and there are it is like all the important things are are broken up in, into milestones and like appropriate times of communication and everything it's it's very um it's it's not as loose it's, it's there's very like there's certain weeks that you're supposed to do you know everything so like um i think six to seven weeks was when i think she found out at six weeks and that's about oh, like wow. the first time yeah. that you can do I, you might know a little bit better justin but that i think is the the first time that you can do an ultrasound is like six seven weeks so sam went like immediately yeah. after she took um the pregnancy test uh she scheduled a, a a doctor's appointment and she had her first ultrasound and kind of confirmed it from then um and obviously in the you know, crazy, you know, kind of year that we've had, um, we're, you know, the, the dads aren't allowed to go to really any of these appointments other than the, can um, confirm the, the second ultrasound, I think is at, uh, 12 or 14 weeks. And then like the, the 40 ultrasound or something like that, the, um, the one at yeah. the end. So there's like two very important ones that you're allowed to go to and not really anything else. So um, I guess I think that that was, that's probably a milestone. It was about 12 weeks. Um, I think 13 weeks is kind of what is universally agreed upon as like the appropriate time to start letting family members know. Um, and I think that's sure. when we kind of told all of you guys like mom and dad and, um, and close family and stuff. And then I think about a, a month later is when you do like the crazy reveals. Like I remember, um, I think for you guys, I, I called you guys and we made, uh, how we let you guys know is uh, we, I have a, a dog and, uh, 
we just kind of just quickly just put together and made a shirt that just said uh, future big brother or something like that and put them on and then yeah. um, just kind of Skyped you guys and that's how we let you know. Um, that's how I let like my, my close friends know too, kind of just like dressed up like a dad. Like I put on like the athletic shoes with like the white high socks and then the cargo shorts and like the oh, button yeah. up shirt. And they just took a picture next to Toby while he's wearing a shirt and just like sent it to a bunch of people. So as far as yeah, milestones go, there's like, yeah, like 12, 13 weeks is when you typically let, you know, the, the, the family know. And then shortly after that, 16 is when you let friends know. And then that's like when the gender reveals start happening. Right. And that's when you get crazy with all that stuff. Um, yeah. And I will say you didn't play it that cool. Um, because you know, so everyone knew something was up because you kept trying to schedule specific times for all of us to talk together. When I'm not, not like, like that oh, at all. Like, yeah, you're not like that at all. It's like, you'll just send me a FaceTime call and I'll, I would have been, you know, pretty drunk one night. But it was very clear, you know, it's like, hey, are you guys free Sunday at one o'clock to chat? And I'm like, okay, something's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. In hindsight, I, yeah, I probably didn't do a very good job of, of covering that up. But um, but no, it was awesome. It was cute. I I think that uh, our parents were very surprised, as, as you could tell in the shock in their face. But yeah, so you guys did a gender reveal. Couldn't really have a ton of people there. Weren't really supposed to have a lot of people. Um, I think social gatherings were limited um, to I think no more than ten at that point, but. Uh, so of course, mm -hmm. you, you know, her, her close friends know, and they're the ones that were in charge of kind of setting up the, the thing, and, but they surprised us by getting, you know, some of my close friends, um, that live out here together, um, and a lot of Sam's friends, um, and a, a couple of neighbors and they ended up doing like, you know, you do like the, the co the typical COVID like drive fly birthday celebration where what we did for the gender reveal is we just did like a pinata, um, <laughs> And just Sam filled it, well, and I guess Sam's friend filled it with uh, pink candy. Um, and so it was just oh, like nice. a bunch of like Jolly Ranchers and stuff like that. I slammed like, I think it was a white claw or something like that and spun around a bunch and then just hammered this pinata. And it's crazy because Sam and I, we had this, you know, this preconceived like thought that, you know, if, because she didn't have any like morning sickness or anything like that. And for whatever reason, we just thought that if she didn't have morning sickness, that that like goes hand in hand with like, you're going to have a boy, which I guess like couldn't be further from the truth. So like we both had it in our head. We're like, oh, it's going to be a boy. It's going to be a boy. Um, so you guys had a baby shower um, later on, but still similar kind of situation, pretty limited in who you can have. And then... Kid came in November. How yeah. has been? How has it been being a dad? Um, so I mean, it's been in, in short. It's it's been great. Um, it's how you describe or how I describe it to um, to everybody. It's like, and, and you're here right now. It's 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 an idea, right? The, the kid is just an idea, and you try to do the best that you 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 know you plan, you prepare for this thing. But it's still at the very end. Of the day, it's it's still an idea. It's it's a concept. Well goes from being a concept and an idea to an actual physical thing in, in a minute. And you're like, <laughs> holy yeah. shit, she's here right now. And like from this moment on, it's like your your number one priority is like making sure this kid, you know, like is like survives and like 
do your, you know everything you can to like give this you know your kid just you know the best life imaginable and it's 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 crazy it's just like holy shit this is happening now how did how did how did sam do with um uh, delivering all that kind of stuff i'm always interested to hear because that's such a unique experience for each person each pregnancy sure yeah that. so it is it, yeah it is it's, it's i think every pregnancy you know kind of story i've heard is that there's nothing that's you know like exactly the same it's like they're, they're all different so the way that it kind of happened it worked out with us was sam was actually induced on uh maves my my daughter's due date so um which was november 4th so we went in that night went to the hospital um she's there's two steps of the induction i mean i won't go into all the details um so the first step happened at seven at night um and then seven in the morning like right on the dot um doctors come in and there's boom full force and they just you know like it seemed like it went fast but then it's when you think about it and like every kind of push and every different little thing that they did it was it was like a marathon and i was like stressed and i was exhausted just watching you know the whole process i can't imagine you know, kind of well, you know, as you should what be, sam you know? was going through it was just it was it was nuts um so yeah may was born um, 11:30, so yeah, it was about two and a half hours of, of pushing, and it's just, it's so 16 hours from when the IV hit to actual coming out. Wow. Yeah, and it's just it's exhaustion, it's excitement, it's relief, it's so many different you know kind of emotions all at once. And then I was you know one of my only jobs there was to you know obviously you know kind of help sam in, in whatever way that i can you know it's moral support which i'm i'm laughing but I, I guess it is important but it's it's it is yeah it's menial compared to you know what sam was going through um so on top of that i was yeah i mean i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up because like i said i mean i was gonna try I wanted to hear how it was for you because that's you know that's what we're really focused on i mean this is a self-serving interview and the fact i just need to know what i'm getting myself into certainly it sounds yes. like... <laughs> <laughs> well we already we already know you're going to be filled with anxiety it's just you know what exactly that's going to look like on the what the day yeah. oh yeah you're going to be you're going to be a, a nervous wreck but you're also going to be tasked with being the uh, the photographer dude so and then you got to just take the camera with one hand you got to cut the cord with the other one and then take more pictures everything like that it's 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 all it's very important you got to be well, I know that I'm sorry to sorry to you know divert from you, Andrew, but I I just want to put it out there, Justin. I mean, I want I I submit this for your consideration. I'd like to be there to be documenting you and your panic state while you document what's happening with Alice. I mean, just something to chew here's, on. Just think about uh, it. I, I know it's COVID, but just think about you're it. You're joking. I've always wanted a documentary crew to follow me. In, in these moments, like I seriously consider it at my wedding, hiring like a college crew of people to follow us, like documentary style, the office of just what's going on. That would be amazing. Uh, unfortunately, they aren't letting anybody into the birthing suites. I can't even go into the hospital. Besides yeah, you? like it, that's a whole other story that I can tell. But yeah, you, they're not letting anybody. Al Allison would have Allison would have kiboshed it anyway. But I just thought I'd yeah. ask. But just uh, I don't know. I, I I appreciate the offer. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it on Facebook <laughs> you Live. You know. <laughs> Sorry, fake fake book live. 
There you go. You don't even need the documentary film crew. You've, you've got it all, you know, at your fingertips. Yeah. No, that, that would be great. Uh, yeah. So going through the birth, being a dad now, do you feel like you're getting the hang of it? Yeah. Three months in? Or you're... It, I mean, I, I it's a combination of, yeah, I feel like I'm getting the hang of it and um, more so of her kind of getting the hang of being, you know, kind of in the, in the outside world. Like, so kind of, you know, touching back to, you know, being the, like the delivery room. So you're there for about an hour. They just got to um, do a bunch of tests and stuff and make sure um, everyone's mm-hmm. doing all right. And then, you know, they get a, a couple of shots. I think they like put them in their foot or something like that, but then they um, give mom a little bit more time, like skin to skin. And then, yeah, I think we were there all in the delivery room, all of, um, you know, an hour and a half after um, she was born, and then they move you down to like a nursing suite. And Sam and I were under the impression, of, like, oh, we're we're gonna get you know like a few hours like to sleep. You know, they're gonna take the baby and do you know whatever they do. You know, in like in the movies where there's just the the glass you know partition, and there's just a, a bunch of rows of of babies that are all in like kind of like their little uh, cribs. Best <laughs> Let me tell you, that might exist somewhere else, but not at this hospital. It was all, so you get down to the nursing suite, and there's a, a night nurse that's like, okay, well, um, feed her if she's hungry. Um, you know, here's how you change a diaper. If she if she pees or poops or anything like that, do this. Um, let us know if you have any questions. We're like, wait, you're leaving us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam was just like right there. She was just like, she's so exhausted. I mean, I was tired. I couldn't imagine again how freaking exhausted she was. Um, maybe it was like I sleep for like I think a half hour and then just woke up screaming. Um, the nurse was there, you know. Thank God at that time, it was like, oh well. Um, have you thought about how you know you're gonna breastfeed? Are you gonna do it uh, football style or this or this? Like this is our first kid. We have no idea. That's what you're here for. And then so she kind of helped her and like <laughs> yeah. Wait, so like, they're tell- they're asking you like, hey. How are you going to do this? And it's like, I, I'm sorry. What am I paying you for? <laughs> exactly. And I, I mean, like, I was right on the edge. So I can only imagine, like, it seems just uh, as short-tempered as I, I am. And she was just getting ready to scream at this lady. But um, luckily, you know, maybe, like, like, latched right away. She just, like, you know, got it, like, figured it out. And, and her and Sam were able to, um, you know, kind of bond a little bit there, too. Or, like, the first feeding, which... Again, I don't know how often that happens, but it was just the, the first try. She she lashed right on, so thank God. Um, and then Sam was That's able great. to get a little bit more sleep. I was able to you know kind of bond with her after for a couple hours while Sam slept. Um, but you know, kind of though that day and a half that you're there is it's all a blur of just stress and trying to like get the hang of things and figuring things out, and then. You go home, and then when you go home, it's real because you don't have the nurse that's there checking in on you every couple hours. And it's—I know you guys right. talked about it. I think it was last week, but uh, Bill, you're saying that one of your friends was like they—they they went to the the doctor because the kid hadn't pooped in a couple of days. Let me tell you, that is—that's like real. That's like a real worry. Like you worry about like the dumbest things. Like oh, they—they they seriously they give you like a chart of like, um, 
as the days progress, how many times, how many wet diapers the baby should have, how many poo-poo diapers the baby should have. And like, if there's like oh any God. stray from like what the doctors have planned as the norm, you're, you're freaking out. You're like, what's wrong? My, is my kid going to be okay? Is my kid sick? Do I, should I take him to the emergency room? We were calling the pediatrician like, because yeah, the baby didn't poop the first day. They're like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's like, but at the same time, it's, it's awesome because you're, you're, at that time, you're getting to, you know, learn to bond, learn to figure out the whole parenting thing. Um, the excitement, it's, it's, you know, the baby's actually there. It's, it's crazy. It's, it sucks, honestly, but it's also great. And then, you know, after, you know, like a month or so, baby's going to start getting the hang of, um, you know, times to go to bed. Maeve was, I think for the first month, was up till three or four in the morning. Um, every oh. single day and then she would sleep from four till like noon <laughs> and then she'd be up and you know for an hour and feed and then she'd go back to sleep and would sleep for two hours and just wake up to feed and honestly oh, so they, she was they wake all up off when they're hungry cycle was that yeah she was like all off of your regular cycle completely oh yeah there's there's no set cycle and then it just kind of honestly over the the course of like those next few weeks it's just she's up till four and then she's up till three and then she's up till two and then she's up till one and then she's up till midnight and then it just kind of slowly progresses like right now she's she goes to bed at like eight or nine it's great she's at wakes up at six so that's where like i said we're i don't know if we're in the medium of she's figuring it out or we're figuring it out but um, but yeah, it's it's a lot easier now. It's a lot more pleasant. It's it's great. And too, she's just so kind you, of it, it gets to the point. I think it's like a month and a half or like two months. Which she starts like um, like smiling, like reactionary to you, um, rather than just you know, smiling when she's asleep or just smiling as um, I don't know what they call it, but they're not smiling because they're happy. They just do it because it's just like an expression thing. Now. She's smiling because, you know, you're smiling at her. And you're making funny noises. You're laughing. You're, like, tickling her and stuff. Have you felt that it's moment great. of you're be, you're doing a good job as a dad yet? Or you're just still trying to figure it out? No, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say, so. I, again, I, I don't know if it's just it's so much easier now. I don't know if it's because we're getting the, in the swing of it or if she's just getting in, into the swing of, you know, things being, you know, on the, the outside world. But it's it's a lot easier and um yeah, getting the hang of, you know, just being able, when she gets, you know, fussy, you're able to put her down in a reasonable time rather than just listening to her be inconsolable for hours and hours and hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get the hang of it. It's, you do the craziest stuff. Man. I experienced it's, it's that so... one time. But... What's that? I experienced that one time with you, but... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, but, yeah, you, you do the, the wackiest stuff just to be able to appease your kids like that's why i think the snoo would work so well but like i don't know yeah I, uh the what? The, i figure the snoo would work so well as the bassinet that it rocks the kid it makes white noise it it literally automates parenting for you it's yeah it's essentially so bill if you don't know and you know those listening who don't know it's yeah it's it's a, it's a bassinet that is hooked up through an app through your phone and it stays in motion the whole night but it will sense the baby's mm -hmm. movement and the baby's cries and based off of that will 
move slightly faster or play white noise that's a little bit louder and gets a certain increment or up until the point if, if the baby's just inconsolable it'll it'll stop and then you gotta get them but um we we have it it's sitting next to the bed right now i can tell you that mave has not slept in the thing once <laughs> because it's yeah really? you, <laughs> you go i mean you go into parents you, you think you have a plan but honestly you make compromises based off of just what's easy and like i would just rather do what is gonna put her to sleep rather than just kind of force her and and suck it up and, and deal with her you know being inconsolable or anything and just try to train her to to sleep in this thing at the end of the day you're like whatever is going to get her to sleep for two hours is what's going to get her to sleep for two hours that means putting her in uh, the dock atop which is a little bit basically like a little makeshift bassinet thing um it's just a pad and it just kind of has a high wall that you, you put them in for mm -hmm. changing She's got to sleep in that for a few hours, and then she's got to sleep in that for a few hours. I mean, just more power to you if you are able to get your kid to sleep in this new, and you're able to, to train him in that. That's great, but I think it's we, just it's just me having a stronger will and not wanting to compromise whatsoever on my vision. But that's that. I digress. I mean, <laughs> so you're saying that you would you would force the subject with this new thing you'd yeah. be like get in that fucking thing and sleep yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna have a dialogue with the child immediately being like listen don't be right. ungrateful yeah. um <laughs> this is where you sleep no i'm kidding i i fully i fully understand that i uh, ali and i are over prepared at this point right and underprepared at the same point which is what gets me in these last few questions of just asking about advice my first one is your life has changed. What do you miss the most besides sleep? Yeah, sleep. Well, I mean, right now, I mean, we're getting a lot of sleep, so I mean, that's great. But yeah, in, in the, the beginning, yeah, sleep is, is would definitely be number one. Besides that, um, just spontaneity of of normal life, you know, before kids, just being able to, you know, go out and, yeah. I don't know, get a beer or like go do something with, uh, with your friends. I mean, not, not to say that I don't enjoy parenting cause I, I do, I love it, but it's just spontaneity. There is no spontaneity. It's anything oh, yeah. no, I get it. outside of work is it's focused on the kid. I mean, that's, it's like I said, it's, it's your number one priority for, you know, the foreseeable future is, is taking care of this kid. So, yeah, there's there's not really, um, yeah, there's no no spontaneity. There's no going out and doing anything. Um, it, it's definitely yeah. made Sam and I. Um, I would say that it probably wasn't the best communicator beforehand, but it, it is definitely turned me into a much better you know communicator. Uh, you know, having the kid because everything. I mean, you got to <laughs> up to every hour, up to every minute is there's constant communication with. Okay. Um, when are we going to eat? Okay, are you going to take the kid from, you know, X time to X time? Okay, when does she need to eat? Okay, has she been changed? When was the last time she was changed? <laughs> yeah. Okay, she needs to change again. Okay, blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah, it's it's constant communication. Um, it's, def it's, it's, uh, it might sound dumb or it might sound cheesy, but it is, honestly, it's it's like a, the team effort. It's, it's a definite partnership. Um, so for that aspect, it's cool. But other than that, I I yeah, I think just like the the spontaneity of 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 life as a um, you know before you're a parent is is probably the only thing that I that I miss. 
Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, it kind of ties back to it, but you talked about communication. I guess what has humbled you the most in this experience so far? I would say just being at the will of a little <laughs> thing that weighs seven or eight pounds and just being like completely like wrapped around her finger, like whatever, you know, she, I mean, she dictates everything that you do and just like you, you were talking about earlier, you know, like you have pretty, pretty strong will and, you know, like you want to go into everything with, with a plan. Um, but her just screaming for, you know, hours and crying for hours and you not <laughs> being able to figure out what's wrong, you know, like, is she tired? Is she hungry? You wet diaper, you just go through all the motions of trying to figure out what it is, but it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it, at, at times you feel helpless, you're stressed, you're yeah. like, I don't know, like, am, am I doing a good job? Am I like a bad parent? It's, um, it's it's definitely made me a lot more, I guess you know, kind of kind of sensitive, um, in in some respects, and it's, I guess it's just not being able to, as far as you know, like, what's been humbling is just not being able to, understanding that you don't know everything and you can't just fix everything. Sometimes, um, you just have to go through the experiences, you know, kind of figure it out. You know, there's no avoiding. <laughs> those sleepless nights there's no avoiding um you know the inconsolable baby uh there, there's no avoiding that stuff and it's just it's an experience that you just got to learn from from going through it totally that's awesome. that's really cool um all right i have two more questions then i'm going to open it up to bill and his bachelor questions that he may have <laughs> you get a lot of good advice you read a lot of books um, what's the worst piece of advice you've gotten so far? Worst piece of advice. Coming on this podcast. No. Um, that wasn't advice. That was the choice. I'm going <laughs> to, I don't want to cop out and say that I can't think of anything specifically because I'm sure something would come to me like later on, but like just in general, Listen to the people that you should listen to are the ones that say, um, you know, hey, yeah, I mean, that kind of sucks. You know, what what worked with us was was this. Try this. Um, if, if you can't get them to go down, you know, just try this. Don't listen to the people that try to tell you how to raise your kid or, or tell you um, you're doing something wrong because they don't know how to raise your kid. Like every every kid is, you know, kind of unique and what what helps is, is different from, it kind of varies. So I would say, listen to the people that are more open, um, rather than the ones that try to mm. tell you exactly how to raise your kid or tell you when you're doing things wrong. Um, because not only is it not helpful, it's just, it's just incorrect, you know, and, and every kid, you know, kind of varies. Sorry if that was a cop out, but. <laughs> no, it's not a cop out. I think it's, no, a, it's I think it's a good point in the fact that like, a lot of people have ideas of what they what you should be doing and opinions in that but probably the best advice is going to get is that's on a spectrum of the choices that you could make and if then scenarios rather than you absolutely should be using this specific bassinet or heart rate monitor oximeter exactly thank you thank you bill 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So my last question for you is what did I get myself into? Oh man. Um, I mean, I think we kind of talked on the, uh, I think I went over kind of like all the horror stories. It's just the, the, you know, in the beginning, it's just the, the constant worrying um, of everything. Like, <laughs> Bill likes to talk about how anxious you are and how your anxiety is just going to be through the roof. I mean, that's it's definitely true. It's just the worrying about, like, every little thing, things you didn't even think that you would worry about. about. Like, <laughs> how many times your your kid should be pooping? What what color should your kid's poop be? How much? How many ounces should, should your kid be, you know, eating? And, and all these different kinds of things. It's just like... It's a constant worrying, but it's honestly at the end of the day, it's like it's it's great. It's it's still surreal. Like, or you know, when you're talking to um, you know people at work or or anybody, and you, you I say you know my daughter. It's still like it's still surreal. It's like holy shit, I have a daughter. But it's I mean it's yeah. awesome. And I was like kind of talking earlier, you know, now she's getting to the point where she's happy and she, you know, recognizes you and your emotions and everything like that. It's just, I'm, I'm excited to share those experiences with, with you and get to see your perspective of all that and getting to see, you know, kind of all the pictures that you send and the <laughs> shared great. albums of like, you know, you getting to bond, um, you know, with, with your son and just seeing that perspective. It's just, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, yeah, it's, Another piece it's of one of the life. few yeah. kind of, oh, it's one of the few life sta stages that, you, that you've gone through first that I haven't yet, which is kind of funny, but yeah, yeah I, sorry, I just so had to kind of what throw was that other piece of advice you had? Um, yeah, you did. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't feel discouraged or, you know, kind of down on yourself in the, in the first month or so, because um, Allie's going to be doing the majority of the, the bonding with the baby, and that's just it's natural and it's honestly that's just that's just how it's got to go um your role is going to be a lot of the um the cleaning cooking um picking up after after everything every you know as much as you know filling up Allie's water bottle um doing everything for her just making sure that she's comfortable and everything like that that's going to be your role as a dad your real role is is like i said is just kind of taking care of everything that you guys would normally be doing together as far as you know doing the dishes cleaning um, doing the laundry, picking up, just making sure she's okay, changing the diapers, um, all that, that kind of stuff. Um, so the dynamic between you and your daughter has changed now. Do you feel like that was when she started reacting to your like face and voice and everything? Or when did that happen? After that first month? Yeah, probably after the first month. Because um, I, just the way that our work is, uh, I was only able to take off a couple of days um, before I had to start going back to work. Yes, I'm, I'm working from home, so it makes things easier, but I didn't really have a whole lot of time to be spending, you know, all day um, with her and, and, and Sam. And sure. I would say after, again, like how we talked about, you know, kind of her crazy sleep schedule where Sam would be able to, she'd be asleep until noon or one and, and Sam would be able to sleep you know, with her, it was kind of when it was getting to the point where she was awake a lot more during the day is when I was um, able to, to bond, you know, kind of a, a lot more with her. Um, that's really cool. And that's yeah. It's, it's after the, I would say probably about a, a month is when you're going to spend a lot more time, time with the kid and um, doing, you know, kind of like the, 
you might do skin to skin at the the hospital, but just like getting it, you know, the kid to kind of like lay on you and, and sleep on you and um, getting used to you, you know, talking, reading books to him, singing to him, walking with him, doing, you know, kind of like the, the scrolls, that kind of stuff. It's that all kind of comes that's yeah a little bit later on but looking forward to it yeah i am too i'm i'm like i said i'm excited to kind of see it from from your perspective and um getting to hear all of your horror stories just uh <laughs> on this side and, and hopefully being no it's gonna to be perfect us. i'm yeah no it's gonna be perfect i'm not too concerned at all um i'll, I'll tell you this uh i'm certainly looking forward to Justin becoming a better communicator because at this point in time he's he's dog shit <laughs> at it yeah I think I know and where we get that I talk to the people I want to talk to <laughs> <laughs> that's reassuring yeah that really does a lot for me that does a lot I, um, I hope that humbles you from the pedestal that you had yourself on no oh I mean if it oh go for it well I've got I've got one more thing oh please yeah I've got I've just got to, well, first off, yeah, thank you very much, Andy. That I mean, appreciate it so much. Appreciate your perspective. That was some really awesome stuff. Um, my question for you is, uh, what kind of dad do you want to be? I don't know. It's just, it's it's so hard to, you know, kind of say right now. I mean, I want to be, you know, more, I guess, more 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 tender, um, you know, than I, I have been. And I know that I can sometimes be um, a little bit short, a little bit cold, and kind of be a dick sometimes. I want to be better for her. And if that means that, you know, I'm more open, I'm more emotional, I'm more tender, I'm more caring. And that's, that's kind of, you know, kind of who I want to be. Um, but I also want to share the things that I loved doing, you know, when I was a kid with her, like Sam and I have this, this idea where like, we were like, you know what, we want to be more musical, you know, like Sam, like wants to pick up an instrument. I played the drums, you know, when I was growing up. Um, I want to share that with her. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I told you we were going to start a, I'm gonna start a, a Dave Matthews cover band, um, and that's I mean just, that's <laughs> that's that's uh, I mean that's still on the table, buddy. So figure it out. But no, yeah. I wanna I wanna oh, I wanna share those things with her. I mean I wanna you know, teach her how to play the drums. I wanna um, you know, figure out how to play the piano. Like learn things together with her. That's um, just share all you know kind of different experiences that I never really got to have. You know, growing up. Um, you know, whatever that means, or, you yeah. know, kind of sharing the experiences that, you know, that Sam, Sam did, you know, swimming when she was growing up, getting her into that, um, kind of piecing together who we were, you know, as kids and, and kind of, um, molding her into like a perfect combination of the two. Well, Andrew, Andy, if you're not into the whole brevity thing, uh, thank you so much. That was really awesome. Look, look forward to hearing about where things go next. And, and uh... Well, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate the time. Tell Maeve we say hello. Tell Sam we say hey. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.